Welcome to the Summer Camp Programming Podcast. That's Chris. And he's Kurt. Hey! It always throws me off. Threw you for a loop. (laughs) Uh, This week we're going to talk about revenue beyond registration. And that means making money beyond just the camp registration fees. Registration. Like <laughs> the title says. Oh, that's what, that's what that's for. I get it. I, I was surprised you that you came up with a healthy list. Well, we do a little bit. I, I guess I was thinking more of even outside of summer camp. Yeah, oh, totally. Some of our revenue that we do. Exactly, but. exactly. Year-round stuff. I have a pretty good, I have a whiteboard out in the office of ideas that we've all sat around like, what are we going to do? We can't open camp and we need money. So I, we have a pretty good list of, and, and some of these I put on here, they, they did not work for us or they would not work for us, but they might work for someone else in a different camp in a different state. All right. Well, why don't you kick it off? Uh, One of ours is our online camp store or trading post or canteen, whatever you call them at your camp. Um, but selling kind of some of your camp merch online. And so we just, are we, by this time, I hope we have it up and running. The problem is I, that we've learned as we've done this in the past is camp merch is really, it's kind of that touristy thing. It's not like people are going to go to six, you know, they're not going to go to six flags online and buy six flags. T-shirt. <laughs> you kind of buy that cause you're at six flags. <laughs> and so, and I feel like that's kind of the way with us. I think we sell a lot in our camp store when people show up and come to camp because it's very touristy. Like that's what you do. Uh, the online camp store has been me. Yeah. So, Maybe you're in your area will do a little bit better. Um, we actually did really well with more of an online T-shirt fundraiser. And so where we we sold stuff as more of a fundraiser and kind of marketed just this one T-shirt as a fundraiser, that did a little bit better. Oh, interesting. But yeah, the online camp store, it's okay. I, I mean, I guess it doesn't cost us anything because we already have the stuff. So putting it out there, you know, if it's not going to cost you anything to try and sell the stuff online, great. You don't lose money and you might gain, you know, 10, 20 bucks here and there. Which also, uh, if you don't have a regular camp store at camp, huh. then start one. Yeah. Have, yep. have a camp store. Maybe you only have a snack bar, but you don't have any merch. Then add add some products beyond That was just, us yeah. seven years ago. When we started here. They did not have anything to buy. And, I mean, it, especially, at least in person, has been We've made a ton of money off of our, our normal camp store each well, you, year. You know who doesn't do much of this are day camps. Yeah. And I think day camps should. If you're renting out a school or a church, use one of the rooms. If you are doing it outside, have a little tent set up during registration or when they're checking out. Checking yeah, in, I checking our out. first year, that's what we did. We had a tub and we at check-in, we brought out, set on a table and at, yep. at the, after the closing ceremony, we had it sitting on a table and it did so well that the next year we built a store. <laughs> and so we actually have the store now that it's, I feel like even at uh, day camps, if you don't have the space, how many times do these kids come on the first day and they're like, oh, we don't have our sunscreen. No problem. You yep. can buy some. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, we don't have goggles for swimming. No problem. We have some for you to buy over here. Yep. Uh, I think that's a missed opportunity that a lot of day, day camps uh, don't take advantage of. Well, and I think, too, I, I know a camp, uh, Manitoba, that's not far from me up north. 
they there's this called the pickle shack and they say so they, oh, the they themed it around this and that's they go kids go and buy pickles like that's the thing oh you wow you get your pickles. <laughs> so find find your niche find your niche yeah. but however you say that and have some i know when we were in indiana it wasn't at a camp it was a it was a place you could go and get corn and they they would sprinkle different stuff on so you had different flavored corn which is so funny oh, wow but we went and did it because i'm like this is so unique so if you had that if you had kind of your special little thing Kids are going to buy it. Kids are going to get it because it's kind of fun and different. You know, I got my got my pickle, got my corn from camp. And so totally. I don't know what ours is. We haven't figured ours out yet. We need to come up with one. Yeah. Well, honey sticks. I we'd sell a ton of honey sticks. Oh, really? It's been a big thing. Yeah. Huh. Tons. We make a lot off of those dumb honey sticks. <laughs> so <laughs> and we find honey sticks pieces everywhere, though. That is the problem with it. The, the plastic. It's because it, they look like a pixie stick made out of plastic with honey in it. And oh, I am constantly picking up those little plastic straws everywhere. Oh, uh, right, right, so right. That is the bad part of them. So food items, like a specialized food item. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Something special. I know there is one camp in uh, Canada that uh, bottles and sells their own maple syrup. Yep. And that's a neat idea. I think that's something when the parents come that they, you know, it's not something the kids buy during camp. Yeah, They're no. like, good, 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 good. And that, I'd say that's farther down on my list. There's the... I guess it's a camp state park kind of area near me makes maple syrup. And they, oh, I, I think he made 200 some odd thousand dollars last year what? off the amount of maple syrup that he sells. It's ridiculous because you can sell that stuff for a lot. So that, that was enough. It's a process though. Yeah. This last March to get us into the idea of tapping our maple trees. And we did, we didn't, and we didn't sell any of ours. We made just enough for pretty much our family of the four trees we tapped. And it was amazing. And so I'm like, hmm. <laughs> so this summer we've gone around, we've like tied little ribbons on all of the maple trees here at camp <laughs> so we can tap them this next winter. And nice. uh, it's good. It, I, I was shocked. People always say, oh, it's so much better. It is so much. We don't even let the children use it. It is only for Carrie and I. And it's amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> They're like, Mrs. Butterworth is good enough for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, retreats. Yeah. Retreats. Why do some camps not do retreats? There's so many different things you can do, whether even be for the day, even if you don't have the mm-hmm. overnight, like, oh, hotel style or whatever, do a day long retreat. They come up to do whatever. Yep. Uh, it could be anything from a craft retreat, from a writing retreat, uh, to like, I've seen martial arts schools mm-hmm. come up to do. Usually like overnight, but when you're doing a martial arts, you can use the cabins. The kids could just stay in the cabins, but they do a retreats for that. Just so many ideas that you can uh, implement into putting together retreats. Yeah. And you've got the facilities. We do lots, yeah. We do lots of retreats. Pretty much. Well, not this year, but <laughs> normal, normal year. We have lots of retreats going on. That's helpful. Next on my list, uh, if you have animals or a petting zoo or something like that, those are crazy popular. People love animals. Schools love animals. And so you can, uh, you know, have a traveling animal show or uh, even let people come to your petting zoo. Uh, We have people that uh, we have kids and parents that want to come and just take care of our animals. Like they're willing to pay to come and like clean up after the animals as long as they get to play with them. And so there's a little bit of revenue. We can't, unfortunately, here in Illinois, we can't do any of that this year uh, because of the COVID rules. But there, I mean, last year, our animal show, we had schools calling me 
and I had to turn several down just because we did not have the time to go and do them at school. But they don't pay you, right? You do that for promotion. We use ours for marketing, and that's yeah. one of my things. I like I'll come for free, but I get to talk about camp and market. And so, but I'm I I've had schools offer like, oh well, we can't allow marketing, or we can't we ours is faith based, you know, we can't allow this, but we'll pay you to come. And so, there's schools willing to pay for it. And then you have do you? I think you were saying you have people sponsor the animals. Yeah, they adopt an animal. They adopt so, an animal. Yeah. yeah. They, which is when I was a kid, you know, you go to the zoos and like, I want to adopt this monkey, thinking you get to take it home. <laughs> and so we're kind of the same way. Like, you don't get to take our animals home. You just sponsor, you pay to take care of the animal. And then your name goes there, your picture goes there. You get, we have like pictures we've taken of the animals. And like they're if they're able to do a handprint or if they did a painting with some some watercolors or something, then the if you sponsor an animal, you get that kind of stuff. Um, it, in fact, the paintings we sell are we'll do like our turtle paintings or our frog paintings or like some of our lizards and snakes. You know, we put some paint out and they get to paint on you know they rub it all over and on the canvas. I, we don't sell ours for that much in our camp store, but like the area zoo. I mean, I I paid for like a forty dollar canvas tiny little canvas so my son could have this dumb elephant painting one time and which is so, like what the just a footprint the elephant no it's not even that it's like the elephant held onto a brush with some paint on it and so oh. it's just <laughs> it looks like you know like a two-year-old made it but we know that an elephant made it so it's kind of cool and so we have some of that you know we we went and found out we asked the zoo um it's the cheap acrylic paint from walmart is the safest yeah. for the animals but you just got to make sure it doesn't dry on them. And then, you know, we painted some on the bottom of our snake and let him slither all over the canvas and then sell it in the camps. Ours are like $5 versus 40, 40. Yeah. But kids are like, this is so cool. My next one is using your kitchen to do things like maybe you have a certain, we talked about the snacks, maybe you have a certain snack. Or maybe you want to do, uh, offer frozen dinners that you can make. And... Maybe you want to do like a family dinner that people can come and use your dining hall and that type of thing. Or maybe you rent. I know I were the first camp I worked at, we rented out the uh, kitchen area to a Jewish. I mean, they had to come in. They had to make it kosher and everything else. And for the weekend, they took over the kitchen there's a lot else. into that we looked at we had somebody that wanted to rent out our kitchen to do cakes and there's there's a lot of rules so you oh, make this sure is just for a retreat it wasn't for like oh, an yeah. ongoing okay. thing yeah that that would make sense i don't know if i'd want to do that oh, but. so you got to look into your state and what the rules are for all of that too yeah. but yeah i i know there's a camp that did that this year for because of covid they were selling take home frozen take home meals yep so i'm like cool uh crafts so we we do crafts here at camp and we have free crafts but we also have crafts that cost money. And so that way when kids come, you know, if it's a little more expensive craft, it really just covers the cost of the craft. It doesn't, it's not like you're making a profit off of it, but it does help cover some of those costs in your craft room. And so charge for crafts. This is, um, in fact, every camp I've been to, that's, they, they pay for crafts. I know a lot of camps just do free ones. That's all they do, but. I've never heard one, of that. I've yeah, never, that's so until funny. you said it, that, that people will pay for crafts. I've seen where they, we would sell little kits that they could take home or whatever, but it wasn't, it's craft time, buy your craft and then make it. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's an interesting idea. My next one would be to uh, have a silent auction. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, so you can have all kinds of donated materials. You have a silent auction. You can do that online, or you can do that as part of a separate event, in-person events. But silent auctions can be very beneficial. Like I say, ask your parents and your board members or whoever for items. And you can have the kids even make uh, mm-hmm. certain projects that would be sold at the silent auction. I've seen you can have t-shirts that were from years past old t-shirts uh, yeah. and they're like "Ooh, you can't get this one mm-hmm. from 1990 anymore that one's gonna go for a lot uh, so yeah silent auctions are good we've started collecting our leftover t-shirts um and after we have somebody we're gonna turn them into blankets like the quilts oh. t-shirt quilts and then sell them that way there so you go there's another we got idea. about yeah, yeah. three more years and and we'll have about 10 years worth and nice so, i like that idea right. too uh, another one we have uh, daycare and so this is what we're doing this year we had to get a special daycare license to do this e-learning supervision but I know a lot of camps you know if they're not being used in the off season and they're close enough to a town or something could become a daycare facility or, or a day camp facility year round but you run it kind of as a daycare and so yeah just a little extra income that way nice uh, next one is photos, and I think a lot of camps do this. They already mm-hmm. sell their photos, uh, whether through uh, was it Smug Mug, yeah, or different your registration system or what have you. Uh, so it's a it's a lot of work, but if you're already taking a bunch of pictures already, you know, I, I know Disney does very well with their photos. You know, they come in, they put you mm-hmm. right in front of Magic Kingdom or or whatever the Cinderella's Castle take a picture or in different spots in Disney, you could have, Hey, we're going to do it in front of uh, the ropes course or Hey, you're yeah. on the ropes course and that type of stuff. Get them in the shots that you wouldn't maybe normally put just online and uh, sell the photos. Well, and it's different nowadays. I know when we did this at my first camp, we made the CDs and sold the photo CDs. And, oh <laughs> right. my goodness. that They were such a pain because <laughs> kids would get home like this doesn't work on my computer or this is, and so uh, it was just, it was awful. And we, we finally stopped doing the photo selling because of were so many issues. But nowadays with jump drives and even online ability, you can do a lot more. Right. Uh, camp boxes. So we've talked about camp boxes a lot this year with the uh, virtual camp and doing selling camp kits and camp boxes. But we had some leftovers that we have put in our camp store. And so as you... You could, this could really be something that could be year round, not just for for COVID years, but having these camp kits where kids can, oh, here's a craft you can buy and take home, or here's a game, you know, and just all these little camp boxes that have been so popular this year, putting them in the camp store and selling them in future years. So the next one I have, and I really like this idea, came from one of my roundtables from Philip Drake, and he created trading cards of his mm-hmm. staff and sold them in the store for like really cheap. I think the whole thing was like a dollar for like all the staff, like a whole pack. And I was like, this is such a cool idea. So when I was directing a day camp, I was looking for ways to bring in money so that we could have a mid season staff party and an end of season staff party with some gifts and that type of thing. And so I thought, let's try this trading card thing out. So during staff training, I brought out like all the costumes and everything else. Mm-hmm. And for each theme, they would put on something. I take a picture of each person. 
uh, took the time to make the trading cards and cut them all up and everything else. It was a process, no doubt. Did you print them yourself? Uh, we printed them ourselves. We're using the you know card stock paper, mm-hmm. uh, but you can. You know, we looked into having them printed. That would have been much easier, but mm-hmm. we would have lost a little bit of the profit. And uh, I have a whole blog post on it. But on Friday, I would we'd put like the whole staff, all the cards into a little slip, and sold them for, I think it was five dollars, and they went like hotcakes. And we raised so much money. And I was able to do some really cool stuff for the staff. But trading cards, that's the way to go. So I'm, I'm pulling out my trading cards from when I was at a different camp. Look at all those. Aren't you excited? Hey. And we did, because we had horses at this camp. So okay. we did the horse trading cards. And then we had some of the staff, too. Um, and were, they did. They sold like trader? hotcakes. Yeah. But what we did something that worked well but got me in trouble. Um, just like normal trading cards, we put special you know like like whatever the chris card that's and and there was only no with the chris card there was only like 10 of them total printed ah and so so all of our cards were sold in threes and they were just random we and we did we just spread them out on the table and we'd grab three and put them in a packet and so you didn't know if you got the chris card or not kind of like normal baseball trading cards and um so there was i mean it went like crazy because people would buy a lot but then the phone calls came from the parents right. of, well, my kids spent $20 and got all the, you know, and it, so it, it ended up bad. But I'm like, your kid probably does this at Walmart too with baseball cards. Are you calling Walmart and, and whining <laughs> to them that your kid didn't get the card he wanted? You're calling and tops. Like, come on, Karen. Like <laughs> We, uh, kind of the same thing is that I decided because I wanted them to, to buy multiple packs as well so we did kind of the same thing and then we were like we got the parent calls of like okay we're only gonna do each pack was gonna have a different smurf because we had these smurfs that we'd hide and the kids would Mm -hmm. find and there were uh, some of them and everybody wanted the golden smurf right so we put a different smurf in each pack again the same thing and so finally it was like nope each pack's gonna be the same yeah and I think I may have raised it the price a little bit, um, but people were like, "No problem." And yeah. and the the big thing is that I told parents where the money was going to. This wasn't just a profit; it was yeah. going to staff. And you know, so mm-hmm. I said, if you want one way to thank them, is to buy one of these packs. Yep. And uh, that goes straight to a staff party, and so pe- parents were excited about Helps it. Helps a little. Yep. Good idea. Uh, next one I have mud run. And uh, in fact, I just saw twin lakes camp in Indiana just did one of these and they had, they pulled out this, I saw like a, a propane tank and something and fire. So you had to like jump over this small little bit of fire at one <laughs> oh, point. Wow, too. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, cause there was a father son one. I'm like, Oh, that's so cool and different, you know, cause usually you see the mud and, but this is a little bit different. I thought that was really neat, but mud runs that people are totally into those. And I, even in here in central Illinois, any kind of, 4k or 5k or i guess yeah. 4k is tv what 5k <laughs> you can tell how much i do running uh, so popular but like based have... on like the spartan races and mm-hmm. that type of thing just maybe smaller yeah venue. and so we we've had it planned for three years now oh my goodness and it keeps getting pushed off and then COVID hits so it's been pushed off another year but we were going to do a 0.5k 
And so it was just, <laughs> it was one time around our little circle, our little drive here, but we were going to, we were going to do it up big and it was kind of mocking, but not really mocking all the runs, you know, and cause it was only a 0.5 is all it is. It's very short, but we had like VIP treatment where you get a golf cart ride around. Um, there is no water stations. It's a donut and coffee station. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's awesome. And so, and we were going to do it up big. Even our program director had was starting videos of to practice and get ready for the 0.5 K. And so he had a daily video, you know, day one, sit on your couch. Day two, <laughs> sit on your couch, but lift your arm to grab the clicker and the remote for the TV. You know, and and so we, we it was just kind of being really fun with it and using it as a fundraiser. And so well, I think a cool idea. I, I had that on my list as well as um, not mud runs specifically, but running races like regular, you know, maybe a, a 5K, 10K, that type of thing, and also obstacle courses uh, that maybe wouldn't involve mud. Uh, but you can do either of those. You can also do an event like uh, one camp I saw does a, a Superman event. And so they had different challenges. Who could throw the softball the furthest? <laughs> and then part of that was an obstacle course. No. Uh, but bringing in these special events can make a lot of money. Uh, next one, just tent camping, cabin camping. Rent out, rent out some spots. Let people, people like to come tent camp. You don't have to offer any... Activities of programming, um, just come tent camp. You can, you know, if you have a lake or something, go fishing, whatever, but just kind of the space. Nice. Uh, VIP programs. If you are so inclined, you can have some of the campers upgrade their registration to a VIP status, mm -hmm. and maybe they get behind-the-scenes tours, or they get to go into town for some ice cream one day. Or you can do a whole week of VIP camp. It's more expensive. You have less campers but you do stuff that's a little bit more high end uh so yeah. there good. you go uh next on my list is renting your equipment or even your space and so like people for birthday parties or family events you can like we have the big zorb balls those those are people always want to rent those and have at the birthday party right. or they can come and have their birthday party or stuff here and just rent out certain activities to do for that i mean you can do beyond Birthday party, or like family reunions and yeah. all kinds of stuff. So any kind of events. So yeah, those kind of family events. Uh, here's an obvious one: donations. Ask for donations from <laughs> from people. Uh, if if your parents, it depends on what kind of camp you are. I'm sure, mm -hmm. but there are a lot of camp camps that run solely on donations. But other camps that don't, maybe even for profit, could ask for donations if they're having a rough time about it especially if you have an alumni group that yeah. is very, very excited and, and all about your camp. Mm -hmm. Dedicated. Uh, pay for play is my next one. And a lot of camps have done this, especially with like paintball. I see this a lot. Oh. You want to you play paintball camp, you got to pay so it covers the cost of the paintballs or whatever. Um, and I, I wouldn't do this with every activity at camp. I mean, it's awful to pay a bunch of money to come to camp and then like, oh, you want to ride the zip line? That's another $5. <laughs> but certain things, if it's, caught, you know, a paintball that costs for the the equipment for that or if you um, even like crafts and things like that, if you're going to have to if you're losing money on it because you got to pay for the supplies, then, you know, you could charge a small amount and have a little pay for play. Usually but that I, comes with the camp registration. Yeah. 
That's normally, yeah. That's why. I, but paintball is a bit. I don't. I don't know if I've ever been to a camp where their paintball is free and included. Right. Almost no, no, no. everyone it's, I've yeah. seen is. Yeah. It's pay. It's, a, it's an upgrade, or it's the same with uh, horses. A lot of times, like yep. if you want to be in the horse program, you got to pay extra because mm-hmm. um, those are so expensive. So yeah, you're right. Holly, holiday camps. So whether that be during, you know, whatever time their school, they're not in session, a lot of parents Mm -hmm. need to send them somewhere and having a holiday camp is, is perfect. And you can do right now, you can do virtual holiday camps. Yeah. Uh, So that's uh, another option as well. Um, Sticking with school, just after school activities. I know a lot of parents aren't usually off work. um, So when kids are done with school, having a somewhere they can go and do a little after school kind of camp. Mm-hmm. It's not super long, you know, two hours ish tops and doing some camp activities after school. Corporate team building. So if you have a ropes course or even not, mm-hmm. you, you've got maybe some initiative elements, then you can do corporate team building and not only corporate, we, the second camp that I worked at, we had, college sports teams come up and they would, that would be kind of their, it's a new team. They're building, you know, camaraderie and getting to know each other and going through these things. I remember we had one swim team that came up and they said that was one of the best things they have done with their group uh, to make them a part of a team and feel a part of the team. So uh, We've had sororities and frats come out. Have you? Do. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a good one too. Yeah. So, uh, my next one is clubs, a weekly club. And so, uh, <laughs> when I start, <laughs> that got some raves. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh, when I started here, they already had an archery club going, and so once a week for oh. like it was like two months. You, you come out, you learn how to shoot the bows and arrows, you get to shoot, you get to have a little lesson time and kind nice. of, get to, and so that was cool. But we've, you know, we've also done a Zorb club where you come out and you play in the Zorbs. We have uh, a zoo club where you come out and work with the animals. I really want to start one on an escape maker club. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, so the kids can kind of come out and like create the escape game. You know, every week we're working on something different and then actually build the escape game or escape room. And have that, but kind of any of your any of your activities you can turn into weekly clubs, and so then the the stuff that kids really like, they get to do on a weekly basis in the off season too. Would you do an adult one? Uh, so we tried, um, we tried to do some different adult activities, and I I don't know we just I, we're really a kids camp here that we've learned, and so I've kind of stopped marketing towards adults because they just don't sign up. And so because I feel like if there was a place that I could go to that was local to do archery. Yeah. uh, Oh, I would. I would totally sign. And that's why I like when I create, I'm like, oh, I would sign up for this. Like, I would love to go and do this. But I would just I don't know if we're not marketing right or people are just like, no, they're a kid's camp. They're not an adult thing. So I don't know. Because even the the tomahawk throwing. I mean, we have a couple of places in town that people go and throw tomahawks. I'm like. What about here? But <laughs> you don't not... have the alcohol, I guess. I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of escape rooms, you can definitely create an escape room and have it market it to where outside teams or outside people can come in and do it, just like any escape room that you have in your town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Philip Drake does this uh, yep. or, or did it for a while, and people would go online, reserve their spot, come in, and, and do it. It needs to be up to snuff. 
It needs to be yeah. a, a decent escape yeah. room to do this, or it needs to be low cost, um, $10 per person versus the $30 that a normal escape mm-hmm. room would charge. Or you market to a family. This is a family event. Come in yep. with your family, do our escape room kind of thing. Uh, if you don't have a room, you could do a pop-up tent. You can do uh, different things. You could take your room or your game to an event that somebody else is having. Uh, so there's different options with escape rooms. So my next one. So I wrote it down as this so that I would remember what it is. We don't do part of it. So the sip and paint. Have you ever seen the where you go and you like you get the glass of wine and you get to, someone's teaching you how to paint a canvas? Right. So we don't do the whole sipping part, but we do the painting part. <laughs> Um, but most people associate with that so they'd understand what that is. Um, but yeah, getting to either do a painting or even crafts, come and, and work on a, a craft together. I know even in our nearby, we had a whole business open up that they, they just do like sip and crafting and you go and you pay to learn a craft and somebody sits there and teaches you, you know, you sign up for your time and somebody teaches you how to make this sign or this basket or something. Right. And so I'm like, that'd be really kind of cool to yeah, do. No, for sure. It's another one of those. I, we may have issues because it would be really marketing towards adults. We we tried a couple of years. We tried to do a Pinterest retreat or a crafting retreat. Mm-hmm. And we had speakers coming in that oh. were going to teach how to do stuff and just could not get. I mean, granted, there's bunk beds. So I don't yep, think the ladies yep. wanted to sleep in bunk beds. But we just we only had like two or three signed up. And I'm like, all right, we're going to stop Cancel trying. That, yeah. <laughs> My next one, I really I man, I wish more camps or any camps. I don't know any camps to do this. I'm sure they're out there, but Halloween events where you have a, you know, a trail to go down that's scary or mild, uh, or you have, and, or you have the whole hayride trail. And I don't know, it's camp, like an overnight camp in the woods is a perfect place to do a Halloween event and people love getting scared. They, they go, they spend so much money at Halloween haunted houses, but to do a, a trail. Oh yeah. man. And you can sell all kinds of food and drink items and you can have carnival games for the kids and make it a whole thing. Yep. Uh, but I'll finish kind of going off of that are events for breakfast with Santa or, mm-hmm. you know, Santa's toy shop. Also, Easter, you can hide eggs everywhere and have an Easter event. Uh, So those holidays, those big holidays, do an event around them. Uh, My last one, uh, farmer's market or a vendor fair, um, things like that. I know uh, farmer's market, a lot of camps have gardens and things like that. So you can actually sell some of your gardening and things like that. But also vendor fairs. Uh, yeah. Sometimes places are just like, you know, you, you get contact these vendors and you open up if you got a big building. Um, so in the winter, you can open up and sell a space. Or even if it's in the fall or it's nice out, you can sell part of your uh, yard space. Like you get, you know, an eight by eight foot square for 20 bucks. And I know some, we, Carrie and I used to do crafting. We would be part of vendor fairs and things like that. So sometimes you pay 20 bucks for the place. And then um, if there's a... Uh, what are they called? Where you like schedule, you have a, an appointment. Um, I know like you do a pampered chef party or something. All right. The The place also gets 10% of your scheduling pay too. And so you could really make a lot. We don't schedule anything and I, I wouldn't charge for that. I just like, Hey, 20 bucks a, a space and you get, 
fifty vendors. That's a, that's a good yeah. amount of money right yeah. off the bat. So and, and, and people and then you and then you can charge people to come to it. I know a lot of apple orchards around here do that. They'll do vendor fairs and then you have to pay five bucks to get into the vendor fair to shop. And so you're making money off of that as well. Or to park. A lot of yeah. times that mm-hmm. you got to pay for parking and then, yeah. I think that's it. I think that's a lot of ideas. Yeah. This is an episode that hopefully people can listen to, you know, yep. in the future too. Get some great ideas for the future. Yep. Cool. All right. Next week, if you've ever wanted to start your own podcasting program at camp, huh. then we're going to talk about that. And since we've been podcasting, yeah. we feel like it's definitely doable. To we know how this. to do it wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> so to hear how we do it wrong, uh, tune in next week. <laughs> awesome. Well, from around the campfire, this has been Kurt and Chris. Make sure you check out all our patchwork and all that stuff and leave us a review. Have a good one. See ya. See ya.